The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear. The dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then do you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. During my sabbatical this summer, I took my daughter, Annika, to a wonderful retreat center called Holden Village in the Cascade Mountains of Northeast Washington. A few years ago, the village had been surrounded by wildfires and Holden itself was at risk for losing everything and everyone who lives there. Now, thankfully, the village was evacuated and hotshot firefighters came in to save Holden from destruction. Now, this was my first time back to Holden in more than 15 years, and certainly my first time back since the fires, and I was shocked by what I saw. Blackened trees, leaves gone, but trunks still standing tall. Spaces for miles that were burnt out, destroyed, it seemed. It was not the thriving green mountainside that I had seen on my other trips to Holden and that I was looking forward to showing off to Annika on her first trip to the mountains. We quickly learned from the staff that though fire is destructive, it is also restorative. That in the wilderness, fire is a good thing, except when it interferes with humans. That fire is expected to happen, that fire needs to happen, so that the wilderness can be restored. While we were there, they pointed out signs of new life that were happening all around us. And where I could only see destruction and despair, my eyes were opened to hope and renewal and new life. Now another wilderness place where new life was in full display was in California this last spring. After a long rainy season in the fall and an unusually cold season in the winter, some wilderness areas in California experienced a rare super bloom, an event that was so spectacular that it could even be seen from space. Thousands of tourists showed up to see the amazing colors spread across hills and valleys, various shades of purple and greens and oranges and yellows that covered what was usually a very dry and dusty brown landscape. One writer said, for a few brilliant weeks, the world was transformed into one gorgeous, living Van Gogh landscape. But 
don't expect that super bloom to happen again in 2020 or anytime soon because super blooms are super rare and only happen when the earth has laid dormant, looking dead for many years. And harsh, undesirable conditions over the many years paved the way for what that stunning explosion of blooming color. And what was once looked dead has come to life, sparking wonder and amazement. And now, in the dead of winter, we get a scripture text from Isaiah that proclaims to those living in exile under the harshest conditions, the unexpected and life-giving good news from God. It says, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame shall leap like deer, and the tongues of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Now imagine for a minute this word of hope and promise coming to the people who are in exile, living in despair, just making it from one day to the next, wandering in the desert and wondering where God is in the midst of it all. The prophet speaks clearly and prophetically about the Holy One's presence. The desert is blooming with color, it is quenched with fresh waters and lush foliage. The blind people see, the lame skip, the deaf hear music and laughter. So talk about hope in the midst of hopelessness. And don't we need a word like that for us today too? We need to hear again God's promise to make all things new. The season of Advent is a time of hopeful waiting and anticipation but for some, it is also a season filled with much sadness and hopelessness. Did you know that suicide attempts and admissions to mental health facilities increase during this holiday season? And for those who are waiting with hope and an expectation for their own special baby, but experience pregnancy loss this season, when so much is focused on the birth of a child, it can be downright unbearable. And for those who are receiving cancer treatments or new diagnoses or experiencing job loss or unemployment during the holidays, it feels like a dry desert with nothing blooming on the horizon. I bet we can all relate our own stories of isolation and fear, despair and doubt, and not only during this Advent season. We need to see signs of hope even when surrounded by despair and uncertainty. We need to have our tongues untied to sing songs of praise. We need our ears to be unstopped so we can hear the good news. We need our own eyes refreshed to see God here, now. But like John the Baptist, we get stuck in our own prisons of doubt and despair, and we ask, are you the one, Jesus, or are we to wait for another? Now, it seems like an odd question coming from John. He's the one who knew Jesus was the Messiah even before he was born, when he leapt in his mother's womb. John was the one who announced, see, someone is coming who's greater. John is the one who had his whole life 
pointed to Jesus as the promised one. And now, from his prison cell, he wonders, where's God? Is this it? And Jesus responds with love and compassion, not judgment. Instead of saying, you know that I am, or simply saying, yes, Jesus says, look around you. Tell what you see and hear. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear and the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. Jesus encourages John, and therefore us too, to notice the unexpected ways that God is near, to see with our own eyes and hear with our own ears and experience in our own lives the powerful and often surprising ways that God, that the one who is to come, is already here among us now. In this great children's book, maybe God is like that too, a young boy wonders where to find God in the city. His grandma reminds him that he just needs to know where to look. And she says, wherever you see love, joy, and peace, God is there. Wherever there's patience, kindness, and goodness, God is there too. When you see faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that's God's spirit at work. And then he gets, and then at school, he gets a hug from grandma before saying goodbye. And he says, that's what love looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. And then on the swings, he pumps his legs so fiercely that the swing goes up higher and higher. And he laughs with delight. And he says, that's what joy looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. And throughout the book, he names regular everyday interactions that look like peace and patience, kindness, faithfulness. And each time he declares, maybe God is like that too. The book ends, I never, I, I, no, not never, <laughs> the book ends, I saw God over and over again today. I saw God's spirit at work. I didn't see God the way I see my friends or the streetlights or the river, but I see God's spirit all around me here in the city. Whether the wilderness that we experience is here in the city or in a burned down yet thriving mountains in Northeast Washington or the desert blooming in the Southwest or the wilderness experienced by wilderness life experienced by John the Baptist, or in a community of faith and a meal of bread and wine, God's life-giving spirit is all around us. Look around you. Tell what you see and hear. God is giving us rare signs of super blooms and unexpected surprises all along the way. Amen.